Welcome to episode two of the Communication Error Podcast. This is the Community Patch Notes episode of Digital versus Physical Gaming. I'm your host, John Ebo, and I'm here with Cheesy. How's it going? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Uh, before we get started, I have to talk about something that happened over the weekend. We don't have to talk about it. We have to talk about it because it allows people to understand how much better I am at video games than you. Oh my God, that is so (laughs) not true. So if you don't know uh, what happened over the weekend, there was a Splatfest in Splatoon, which if you don't know what a Splatfest is, it's like you choose, there's three teams you could choose and then you battle over a 48 hour period to try to be the best team. This weekend was a special edition Legend of Zelda weekend. It was the Triforce, Power, Courage, and Wisdom. And Power won. And I wanted to surprise Cheesy with a shirt today. I don't think he knew that I even bought these shirts. But I have... Oh. Are you kidding me? I'm wearing the Power shirt because that's the team that I chose. And that's the team that okay. won. Okay, yeah, but you only chose the team because you knew that it was winning at half. No, well, how did I know that's it was winning? You, I bought the you, shirt. I bought the you, shirt. It took a week to you, get here. You bought all of them. I bought two of them. Which two did you buy? Uh, I bought the Ganondorf one, so the power and the courage. So I bought courage. Okay, but I the only reason I bought courage is because I didn't want to spend on shipping. I knew I was going to choose power. I knew I was going to choose power because Ganondorf is like one of my favorite characters. I think he's really awesome. So I wanted to choose power. You know, I did see someone say that like this was a really good ad. And of course, power won because Ganondorf is like the main character of Tears of the Kingdom or not main character, but like a, a character that they definitely are bringing back in a big way. And like, I kind of see their point. But I also feel like you could just make that argument with any I, of the teams if they won, because that's what it was. It was just an ad. I was for Tears wor- of the Kingdom. I was worried that Power wouldn't win because Ganondorf is the bad guy, right? And mm. why would they want the bad guy team to win? Well, so and one of the reasons I didn't choose Ganondorf was because uh, he was like a meme, right? Because he was so sexy. In those like new new <laughs> Daddy Nintendo Dorf. posts, what, Daddy, yeah, exactly. Daddy Dorf, yeah, Daddy Orf, Daddy uh, Daddy Dorf, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I decided I didn't want to choose him because I figured he would be like the most popular vote, which he was, he was, he was yeah. and I thought you would be playing a lot of mirror matches. So it's always kind of tough because when you're like. Trying to choose a team, you also don't want to choose a team yeah. that has the most All right, votes I do, because... I have to yeah. bring something up, though. Okay. What's your record? <laughs> I don't why, know why. why should anybody take your advice? Oh What's your God. record? <laughs> it's 0-7. I'm doing worse than Fry. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure I've been... lost... Well, I mean, I've chosen the team that has won... I think I've only lost one, maybe two times. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it is it is incredibly frustrating because it's different than Splatoon 1 and Splatoon 2 because it was just two teams that you could pick from, which was a 50-50 chance. And now it's like a 33% chance that you win. 
and I <laughs> you're I, not good. You're not good at those odds. I'm not. I guess I'm not. But like, it's also kind of fun because it's kind of like the Rocky story. You know, I get my own Rocky story of like I'm the underdog and I'm losing, but eventually <laughs> I'll get my win and everybody will celebrate with me. And so, like, I'm ready for it. You know, if I keep losing, that sucks. But at the same time, the story continues. <laughs> anyway, what what is this? What are we no, doing? No, but you, I introduce. I I'm. I'm the introducer today, so you have to explain what, what this is. All right, is. so Community Patch Notes is a community-driven episode for Communication Error, and we're talking about physical versus digital gaming, which was the topic last week. I think we both just want to say thank you so much for the outpouring support that we got for just one episode. Yeah, And it's... across all of our socials, we got some uh, reviews, five-star reviews, uh, and it was it was amazing, honestly, to like just see how many people uh, were supporting us throughout the week. So thank you so much. And this episode is for you. Yeah, I I was surprised by the the feedback that we got and the just the amount of people that have participated and listened already. It's only you know it was only one episode really. It's been a yeah. week. We've been doing this for a week, and I. I I was not anticipating. I was worried that nobody would listen. That maybe just me and my mom, which I don't know. I, I, I didn't get my I didn't get my mom's opinions yet. So I'll okay. let you know. I'll keep you posted. She probably just kept you on red. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, Johnny, I don't have the time. Um, but yeah, and we also got some feedback as to uh, how to make the show better. And or things that you would like to see. So it's things that we're kind of tossing around those ideas and, and maybe we'll, they'll be in the show. Yeah. And also uh, there, there were some ideas for what else we can add. Uh, I do believe I didn't talk to Cheesy really about this, but I think we're going to set up a discord server oh, in, the yeah. near, in the near future. So uh, at least I think at least two people asked for that. So be on the lookout. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do a Discord. We've been talking about a Patreon as well. And uh, it's all, I was thinking, like, do we bring up these updates during community patch notes episodes or during like our community? I mean, it takes like er less than a minute to, to talk, talk about, about them. It, so, yeah, that's good. Yeah. All right. Well, so this episode is for you. Thank you. Um, these are some of the things that the community had to say about physical versus gaming. But before we get there, uh, we got some five-star reviews, and uh, we got one from Shy Guy that says, Unbeatably good. Two good friends engaging in fun and intelligent gaming debates while involving their audience. What's not to like? Highly recommended. Thank you so much, Shy Guy. I have two notes. Okay. Uh, you have notes on a, on a review? On a review, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it says good friends. That's a stretch. <laughs> intelligent <laughs> gaming debates. I don't know how long you're going to think that it's intelligent, but thank you anyway. Yeah. I made that same exact note when I was reading it. Because I was like, ah, you know, I don't know if people know me and uh, how I speak. I, I feel like I, I speak in, in circles, but I get, I get the point across, you know. But yeah, intelligent, I guess... We'll take the compliment, right? Because yep. we probably won't get that very often. So we should just say thank you. 
Yeah, we, we got to get them early before the trolls <laughs> find us. <laughs> uh, we also had one from Ask What, Not Why. Love the premise. I can't wait to see where you two take this and see you evolve as you go. I yeah, so, that was really sweet. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, so thanks for the reviews. They help tremendously, especially on Apple. So if if you're listening on Apple right now, make sure you leave a five-star review. Uh, you could write one or just leave five stars. That would be helpful. I believe we have four right now, and we are mm-hmm. five-star right now. Yeah, we are uh, a five-star <laughs> podcast with one episode. Like, that with is... one episode. That's pretty good. That's a win. Um. Uh, before we go on, we should probably say where people can find us. Johnny, where can people find you? I'm uh, Johnny Bo everywhere. Twitch, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and here. Yeah. Um, I am on TikTok, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, YouTube, pretty much everywhere that Johnny Bo is, but better. Uh, cheesy C64, <laughs> C-H-E-E-Z-Y-C-64. You can also find us on the Nintendo PowerCast. Oh, yeah, I forgot and, to shout that out. But, yeah, listen to the Nintendo PowerCast. Yeah, we're number two if you look up Nintendo on Apple. So that's pretty cool. We're right behind MVC. Yeah. Um, And then uh, Communication Error, you can find at Calm Error Podcast on all the socials, basically. I don't think we left one out, so... Everywhere. I mean, yeah, I MySpace. Think, I think everywhere. Yeah, we MySpace. left out MySpace. Uh, uh, but if you want it, we could we could probably make that happen. <laughs> um, speaking of YouTube, we had a comment from Seth Sturgill, aka Two Dollar Hero. You might know from the Nintendo Drive Powercast or Nintendo Drive uh, podcast. Um, also, just their own YouTube and just overall content creator said opening with an actual communication error. Nice. I wanted to add that because that was not even planned. We both had no idea how to start the episode and we interrupted each other. Uh, yeah. But, well, the I, first, the, when we did like the, the pre-show episode, yeah. you did one thing and then on the second yeah. one, you decided to change it up. So that was on you. That was totally on you. <laughs> it was on me. It was on me. <laughs> but the fact that we had a communication error in the first episode without even like planning it. When life uh, imitates art, right? Like that's that's the same. True. <laughs> true. Uh Jeff Troyvania, uh, who's on the Jeff Troyvania podcast, um, and has their own YouTube account, so go follow them there. I have a lot to say about this, so I'm sorry ahead of time for the long comment. I went 100% digital on my Xbox back in 2015 when Fallout 4 came out. It was a first big title that I pre-ordered digitally instead of buying the physical disc. I knew that I was going to miss out on the perks of having the disc. Bethesda includes cool maps and other stuff in, in the case. But being able to install it ahead of release and play it right at midnight was something that I was really interested in. After that, I made the choice to never buy an Xbox xbox disc again and i haven't looked back xbox has also made it pretty easy for me to go all digital given the fact that uh, compatibility goes as far as the original xbox for the most part i feel confident that each new console i buy will be able to play old games and i won't have to worry about that when the switch released i got a couple of physical games as 
gifts. And when they announced the closing of the Wii, Wii U, and 3DS eShops, I started buying physical games, concerned that the same thing would happen to the Switch. Nintendo has made some announcements that show their goal is to have the new Nintendo accounts and NSO be compatible across all upcoming systems. So I feel less afraid that I will lose out on being able to play games. I bought digitally and I've now made it a point to only buy digital games on Switch going forward. I I think I'm fully aware, you know, where people are on this topic. And like, I, I did learn that there are more people that are going digital these days than I don't physical, know. Even, even in the gaming space. Like, we talked about it last week. We're in a digital age. But when it came to gaming, I guess I wasn't as aware of like where we're at when it comes to digital games. So you know, what's interesting about that, I, I put a, a poll on my um, personal YouTube okay. channel, and uh, it was, do you prefer digital or, or physical gaming? Uh-huh. And the last I checked, it has like close to 800 votes, and it's 75% physical. Really? Yeah. So we still don't really have we like still a clear answer. I, and I, I always, I thought there was a stat out there that it's it's around fifty fifty, or there was maybe something about uh, through the holiday season that more people purchased digital games, like fifty one percent as opposed to to forty nine percent for physical or something like that. But I, I think yeah. it's, uh, it, I don't know. I, I haven't done any research. I have nothing to back this up. But I think it's fifty fifty. <laughs> But I, I, I mean, I could, research. Yeah, I completely see where um, Jeff is coming from on this because I was the same way. I, I, I probably went fully digital back when uh, probably around the same time that he did with uh, mm-hmm. Xbox in 2015, and I haven't looked back since. Even the closures of the eShops. I, I didn't really care. <laughs> I'm not I'm not yeah, playing you've, those. You've made not, that very clear. <laughs> yeah, I'm not playing. <laughs> I'm not playing those. I'm not playing those games anymore. Anyway, so like I I, mean, I get it. People, I, I get it. Game preservation and you know those keywords that everybody that doesn't have their own thoughts use. So whoa whoa whoa! <laughs> I mean, I think games preservation is like. I, I, it's even hard for me to say, but like from a historic standpoint, you don't find that important. No. Why? I don't, I don't, why? So. Okay. Let's, let's take, let's take breath of the wild. For example, say that that game is just lost forever. Your favorite game, the one physical game that you have for switch it's just gone one day. I mean, you're not that gonna would, care. I mean, that would it would it would suck. Yeah, but when you think about it, think of other notable games, right? Super Mario Bros. Mm-hmm. That will never go away. The Legend of never. Zelda will never go away. It won't go away. Either I'll be dead. By the time it goes away or, like, the apocalypse happens. Because Nintendo loves selling the same games to us over and over again. Breath of the Wild will never go away. The games that will go away for good are, like, 
Pushmo. Which I have a feeling that they're probably going to bring it back. They'll probably have Pushmo on the Switch 2. Or they'll have, uh, what else? Dylan's Rolling Western. Games like that. They'll bring those onto the next console. Like I don't think, I just don't see, I don't know a game that went away that I care about. So it's like the way that you're talking is it's like the the Disney vault like they'll well now that doesn't even really exist because we have uh Disney Plus and most of their previous work is is on Disney Plus but like they used to have the Disney vault where their movies would go away for a certain amount of time and then they would come back they were like the nacho fries you know, and nacho fries are back right now. I think I'm just hungry. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're saying is like Nintendo is just kind of doing their own vault and the games don't really go away because they're just going to bring back those properties in a new updated way. Probably. Yeah. They're, they're most, they're notable games. Like, I mean, we just saw it with Metroid Prime. But it, okay. This I think this is like a whole different conversation that we could get into. Okay, we'll write it down. Game preservation right. will be another topic for another yeah. day. We want to get back point. to these comments. We can't rehash what we talked about last true, week. True, true. Do you want to read uh, the next one or you want me to? Uh, I can read it. So this All one's right. from The Name's Jer. Mm-hmm. Am I saying that right? Yeah. And if you don't know, we, we got a new profile pic in Jer made it for us so thank you very much it looks yeah, and awesome it's very very much us it is us it's i uh i showed it to my partner and she thought it was very clever so we appreciate yeah. it thank you yeah we've got a lot of good feedback on it so they say i can definitely get where someone is coming from by preferring digital especially the convenience but i just prefer physical there are a lot of reasons i like physical copies the nostalgia factor the tangible copy i can hold and see and being able to display it on my shelf with my switch collection but the main reason i like physical is for the preservation <laughs> the, the word we were just talking about yeah unfortunately <laughs> Okay. Unfortunately, with the state of gaming right now, releasing unfinished buggy messes that require updates post-launch is the norm. And on top of that, of companies simply putting the whole game or even any of it on the physical copy, which kind of negates the whole purpose. Thankfully, Nintendo usually releases physical copies that are fully playable off their cartridges, so they're about the only ones I still buy physical copies for. See, this is uh, this is an interesting thing that... I forgot about when we were talking about it last week, mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. games do now, nowadays they need patches. So if, if the stores were ever to go away, which we actually, I think we actually saw it with uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X where the, yeah. where you won't be, where you can't download the patch. Yeah. Like that's like what, what happens, you know, when the PlayStation, four store goes away and all those games that that have patches like do they revert back to their day one state or how does that work yeah that's a good point i don't i don't know it's like you said they would just have to update the game like just remaster it and sell it again with 
just the way that they they had it before right like yeah. i don't i don't know what the answer would be well now that we're i think in more of a digital era i uh-huh. hope that moving forward we won't have to deal with closures of digital marketplaces because now there is now these companies have digital libraries and they want people in their ecosystem. And I hope that they don't just decide, Hey, we're going to shut it down because it, uh, you know, hopefully it's just going to be a one, one store from now on. It's not like the PlayStation four store and PlayStation five store. Like hope it's just one store. Yeah. I was just thinking, and this is kind of a extreme example, but like, I guess another reason I could see digital being bad is just like if they had an outage for a couple of days and you weren't able to like purchase the games that you needed to play. Um, maybe they're all, like their their accounts are, are down so you can't even download a, a patch. Um, you know, like I, that's something that, actually that could happened. happen. It's, it's not very likely. Right. But it could happen. There are there were times where people could not play games because the the store was down or or the online was down. Yeah, and that's a bummer. If, yeah. if you're looking for a game to play but you can't even play that game at that time, then what's the point of your system? Yeah, like I mean, I we have multiple switches. Uh and I don't know if if you've ever used a switch that isn't your primary switch. It like will ask yeah, like, so, we'll check. Yeah, yeah. So you have to check every time. You have to check the internet every time if you want to play a game. Mm-hmm. But that's only if it's a secondary switch. If it's the main switch, it's fine. Yeah, but I mean, I guess you get into, you know, if you are a household with, um, with kids or siblings or whatever, like you do run into that problem. Yeah. We, like for us, well, we, I mean, we you don't have multiple accounts. If, well, I guess yeah. if I guess you would need each would need like a Nintendo Switch Online account. You would need like uh, uh, Family Plan. As long as that account's main Switch is that Switch, it doesn't check online. Yeah. But yeah, I get you. Um, Joel Hoffman said Johnny said to yell. Yeah, you said like. For people to yell at us for comments or something. So yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I told people to yell at us, but not like actually yell, but I mean like I don't know. Tell me that we're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it says <clears throat> physical is better. You can get collector's editions. You can buy used and save $16 every time. You can sell your games when you're done with them. You can lend slash borrow them, as Cheesy said. And it's more fun buying a physical game. This was a fun and great idea. I would like to see you each get three to five minutes to make an uninterrupted case for your argument. And then you have three to five minutes to demolish each other's take. Could be fun as a segment on MPC two. Yeah, I, I I like that that second idea for sure. Yeah, and I do too. I think we will imp- implement that, like kind of like opening statements and closing statements that yeah. uh, lawyers have and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah, I like that idea. All right, so he said you could get collector's edition. 
a lot of collector's editions now do not include a physical copy. <laughs> well, for for yes. if, if we're talking, Nintendo always does for now. So, like, if you get the Tears of the Kingdom uh, collector's edition, you get Tears of the Kingdom game with it. And I think it's the actual cart. It's not a download code. But a lot of PlayStation... Like, I bought the God of War Ragnarok special edition, collector's edition. It had a download code, not a disc. Hmm. And I, I think a lot of collector's editions do digital codes and not disc. Do you, does that like diminish the collector's edition for you? No, because I mean, you're still getting the game, but like, I don't know. I feel like a collector's edition would be having it physically. Like what we talked about. Well, you get, you get a, you get a steel book. You get an empty steel book. <laughs> yeah. With, with nothing in it. <laughs> I got these little guys. What so. guys? Little, oh yeah, yeah, little figurines, little figurines. Cool. That's what yeah. I buy. That's what I buy it for. I don't buy it for the game. I buy it for the the items uh, with the game. Yeah, yeah. Like I got, I got Thor's hammer with that. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, that's a cool set. I'm not fully against physical items, right? <laughs> Clearly, right. Clearly, yeah. fine. <laughs> if you're watching the video, it's a museum of Amiibo and Lego <laughs> and whatever else. Yeah, I, I clearly am not against physical items, but they have to be like display pieces. I, I, we talked about this on the episode where I don't like, well, I don't like how games just face, I don't know what the, the end, the title, I don't even know what it's called, the, like the, the binder out. Yeah, the binder. Yeah. I don't like because it doesn't. The spine? I the guess. Spine. The, spine. Yeah, let's go the spine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't like games when they just have the spine out. Like, I don't think that looks good. Especially if, if you have a ton of them, it definitely doesn't look good. Like, it's just like a wall of nonsense. Just the same color over yeah. and over again. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, yeah, I get it. Like, I'm. I'm glad that we had this conversation because, like, I do see the points that people are making. I see the point that you were making. I don't like them because I still just <laughs> want to buy things physically. And I still will until they tell me that's not a thing anymore. And then I'll be like, OK, like I, it probably won't bother me as much as I thought it would after our discussion. Yeah, well, I mean, I I will buy collector's editions I will buy collector's editions, but I will try to buy the collector's editions that don't have a physical copy. Hmm. And and the reason they did it for God of War and probably all of the PlayStation ones is because they have a digital only PlayStation five. So they should have an option where you don't get a disc. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I bought, I got the monster hunter sunbreak collector's edition which is a dlc but it has a steel book and it's only a steel book that's all there's no cart in there yeah there's no cart like it came with the amiibo and it came with the steel book so i like like i like display pieces like items but i don't know i don't know what it is with game cases i mean i feel the same way with dvd cases and and cds like they're a thing of the past. They're like old relics. When you 
like hundreds of years from now, after the apocalypse, and you know wh- whoever remains comes by like all our demolished houses, and they're gonna be like, huh, Blink One Eighty Two CD. What is this? This is stupid. Oh man, that was harsh. <laughs> You're probably, I mean, you're not wrong, but like, I also don't want to live in that time, you know, like. We'll be dead because that's the apocalypse. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's true. Uh, Do you want to read what we got on on Twitter? Those were our comments on on YouTube. Yeah. So uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Leave us a like. Uh, I've been posting shorts, trying to post shorts like every day so if you can support us in any way we're just trying to grow that'd be great but yeah we got twitter oh you gave me this one because i don't know how to say his name yeah i was meaning to like reach out to them i think it is no i is givy but if we mess that up uh sorry that's john ebo's fault <laughs> yeah i'm sorry i don't know how to say your name but you've been listening to us on powercast and been supporting us through this so thank you so they say, great first episode. Glad you both came to the conclusion that they both have their own pros and cons. The big pro of physical seems to be sharing games, but that can be done digitally as well. I don't know how to do that. My nephew, who doesn't live with me, has my Xbox and Nintendo accounts as their home. So whatever digital game I purchase, he's able to play them as well. Sure, I can't lo- loan these games out to other people, but I am already sharing a massive collection with a whole different household. And they can do the same for another which pushes more sharing and my stepson has me on his steam family sharing thing so he's sharing games with me i personally think the only real pro pro of physical games at this point is collectability more so as games release unfinished and with unfinished games being slowly a norm i have a question for cheesy well, this one's for you when okay. a known series that usually gets dlc or gets usually gets complete edition or it's already known it will get dlc do you wait for those finished games to come out or buy physically the base game and digitally dlc hmm no that's a good point like i will just buy the dlc i'm not gonna wait for like the whole game to be finished which that's a weird i don't even like saying that because the game is is finished they're just adding content to an already finished game i, I right? because i'm not sure I'm, if I'm, he's, I'm not sure if that's what he mean what they mean maybe i'm maybe i'm wrong but well i guess i guess these people think animal crossing's unfinished or they thought it was unfinished and they were thinking dlc would finish it but mm-hmm. what i what i read that as is like broken games maybe maybe you read it the correct way hmm yeah, because the way that I'm reading it is like, you know how after a game gets its DLC, sometimes it will get re-released again with the DLC included? Yeah. I think that is their question, maybe. I don't know. But like, yeah, I'll buy the the DLC and uh, like I'm, I'm not going to wait for like Tears of the Kingdom or Breath of the Wild, for example. I didn't wait for those two uh waves to like come out and then buy the game i i was playing the game and i was already just excited to play the dlc so like yeah there's a a benefit to i guess going digital in in that sense 
We didn't know about Breath of the Wild getting DLC, though. No, that was amazing. That was during the Game Awards. Yeah, yeah, that was like a full... It was like six or seven months later, right? We found out. Yeah, and then it was split up into like two sections. So like the first part of it was uh, like things that you could collect in the game from previous uh, Zelda games. Uh, like you could collect different items and, and, and whatnot. And then I think it was later next year, that following year, was the Champions Ballad, which was like a whole new story-driven DLC. Yeah. Uh, I'm not... I mean, I don't buy physical games, but I'm not patient enough to wait. Because even even digitally, they whenever they release the complete edition, they have a digital version of the complete edition that is uh, with the DLC and, uh, you know, the the discounted price mm-hmm. of $80 or like 60 bucks instead of buying the game for 60 and then the DLC for 20. Yeah. Uh, moving on to, uh, Tyler Keeble. I believe physical is better for preservation and longevity. Case in point, look no further than the eShop shutting down one flick of a switch and poof, those games are gone forever. I can also let people borrow a physical game. Physical games can also increase in value. We talked a lot about this, um, last week and i mean i i agree that you can uh let people borrow games but in johnny's case he doesn't have friends to let people <laughs> borrow his games we talked about that he's he admitted that. he's a loser that was, that was that was big of him um i don't know man well, like i so to the previous comment they said yeah. that they can let people you would so the, <laughs> I, I get honestly, I get this question a lot online, and it's starting to. It's a little weird. They asked me for my login information. They ask you for your login information. Yeah, so or? if if for your for your Nintendo account, so if you have, you know, if I have your Nintendo account, I could play the games. Yeah. On your Nintendo account, so that is a way of sharing. You would just have to give it to somebody that you that you trust, really. So right. that the, they're not buying games all the time. They're not like hacking your information somehow. But yeah, if it's like a fam- family member or a close friend, I, I don't yeah. see a problem with doing that. It's definitely not as easy or convenient as a physical game. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, do so you remember the, 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 uh, the, the people that ask you for your account? Yeah. Could they go in and like delete all your games? And like delete your, your I don't save think files? so. Oh, okay. I don't think so because well, the save files are tied to the switch. They're tied to the system. So okay. even if they even if they delete all the cloud saves, which I don't know if they could, but even if they delete all the cloud saves, I would still have the saves on the system itself. Yeah, yeah. And like I, I would still have the the re-download option of all the games that I purchased. So it won't, I would really just be afraid of them stealing all my, or like, um, using my credit card. Right. Yeah. I might ask you for your account later and, uh, just see what games you have, not in a malicious way or anything. Like, (laughs) 
not gonna just get your credit card information. I just want to see. I don't. I'm a Is this is this real? I'm confused. Yeah, no. I'll, I'll ask for your account later. <laughs> <laughs> what were you gonna say though? You said remember. Oh, remember uh, back when the Xbox One was revealed. Okay. There was like some whole weird DRM stuff, and there was this backwards way of being able to lend lend people your games, and then PlayStation released the video that saying how how you could let people play your games on the PlayStation Four, and they're just like it's just like the president of Sony handing some other guy the game. You don't remember these videos? <laughs> no, no. We'll have to post that though. Yeah, yeah. So that that was like that was huge. That was huge back when they revealed the Xbox One and the PlayStation Four, because the whole DRM issue and uh, always online and, and stuff like that. Right. But yeah, there's the, the the one commercial is like the president of PlayStation handing a game. It's like thirty seconds long. It's like super short. <sighs> That's it's funny. Like, Here's how you share games on your PlayStation. And he just hands them the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely have to post that. Uh, there's also um, the, 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 the comment about physical games can also increase in value. What? Like what? One out of, I would say one out of a hundred games would increase in value. Most of them are decreasing in value. Like no, so honestly, no game on the Nintendo Switch will increase in value. They've overproduced them. Like Breath of Wild will never be more than sixty bucks. It will probably always be sixty bucks. They retain their value, but I don't think it will be more. What about like a collector's edition? If it's just like I mean, a unboxed. Yeah. yeah, but you have to. Un- you would just sit on it so then you just become a scalper oh because you would have to like because it would have to be unopened yeah right right yeah i mean like so i don't actually know how games go up in value uh just i guess you know over time if they're hard to find uh but like I'm, i'm sure there's other reasons maybe like legacy uh, of the IP? No. No. I mean, the, the ones that have gone up in value are like Fire Emblem from GameCube. Because it was so rare and uncommon. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, probably some of, the, some of the Fire Emblems, like the 3DS Fire Emblem, I think might. But yeah, the, the, the main Nintendo games... You know, GameCube games right now are pretty expensive to buy. Like, you still have to pay 50 or $60 to get Sunshine. Mm. Uh, Which, but, like, I'm kind of surprised that it's not more than that, if I'm being honest. Like, Sunshine, I know you don't like it. I don't think that it is a... It, it's a broken game, but I still enjoy it for what it is. And it's it's just so odd and weird it's one of those mario games that is i hate to say it but it is kind of a dark souls mario game because the controls are so broken and he's so slippery and uh it's it's just one of those games that i think would be at a higher 
price value. Yeah, but I don't think that's I don't think that's how it works. Just because no, the game's just, good doesn't mean that it's worth right. more. You know what I mean? But remember, remember, we're an intelligent podcast. <laughs> so All right. we gotta look let's talk sm- about economics if- 101. There's supply <laughs> and demand. Okay. Oh, I don't have my notebook. I was gonna take some notes. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think I think it has a lot to do with you know the supply and demand, honestly. So yeah. Sunshine, you know, might have sold I don't even know how many copies, you know, ten million Three. copies, let's say. Oh, okay. That's a lot of copies that are like just in the world in the wild. Yeah. So it wouldn't be hard to find a copy, but if you know Earthbound's a big one that is worth a lot of money complete in box because yeah, yeah. there's not a, there's not a big, uh, what do they call it? Like not a big a market for them. Not, it, not it's market like, like supply. Like, I don't know what it's called. Something it's not, it's not supply, but essentially supply. Yeah. Like, there's not many the out comments. there. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're, we're learning new words. <laughs> we're learning things. Well, I, wa- I started too. watching, I started watching, uh, the oh god, it's the king of collectibles. It's on it's on Netflix, and oh, okay, they were selling a Jackie Robinson jersey, trying to sell it for ten million dollars. That's so much money, but uh, <laughs> but they're gonna do a Pokemon episode, a Pokemon card episode, and you know Charizard first edition base set Shadowless is worth like a million dollars because there's such a small pool. I think it's called a pool. There's such a small amount of them in the world that mm-hmm. that just hikes up the price. But Sunshine overproduced in anything in the Switch era, like you know, uh, Breath of the Wild sold 30 million copies. Odyssey sold 25 million copies. Yeah, Mario Kart 8 is going to be hard to find though. <laughs> nobody has bought that game. <laughs> We're gonna get well. We're gonna get Mario Kart Eight Deluxe plus Knuckles on the Switch too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we got a we got a lot more comments to get through. Okay, all right. So, we'll go, we'll go, we'll go. Uh, you go. Oh, for it. me. So this is a CGN Matt from Crashing Game Night Podcast. You should check it out. We were actually on an episode of Crashing Game yeah, Night Podcast. Yeah, it was a Podcast. lot of fun. It was a lot of it was fun. A good time. Yeah, so check out that podcast as well. It says to my to Johnny Bo's point, me, my kids lose the cartridges at times, so trying to hunt one down is a nightmare. I'm glad I have digital copies on my system. Now I do own Metroid Prime digital and physical because it deserves all the support. I agree. Buy that game like six times just so Metroid Prime doesn't die or Metroid doesn't yeah. die. All right, so uh, I was thinking about this. Did, have you ever lost a game? Yeah. And yeah. you still buy physical copies. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So, like, yeah, I was pretty bummed because in college I brought, like, my N64 up with me and uh, played with my roommates. And for some reason, I cannot find Mario Party 3. I don't know what happened to it. I don't know if a roommate took it. It's just, it's gone. And that's one of those games that I wish I had in my collection because I have Mario Party 1, Mario Party 2, and now 3 is gone from... The N64 era. And they'll never put it on the NSO for some reason. They they will, right? It Wasn't that in the sizzle reel? Or was it was it announced. Not? Yeah, they just haven't. I think they haven't released it yet. But I'm pretty sure this, it was announced. 
this month. <laughs> I actually don't know what they're going to do for this month because obviously Tears of the Kingdom is going to Is there be... a Zelda game on GBA that they haven't released? Oh, I mean, the Oracle the, games. The they can Oracle bring the Oracle games. games in. Yeah. That's not GBA. Yeah. It's just GameCube. Uh, yeah, so I lost... I. I mean, I probably lost more than this, but I, I definitely lost uh, Pokemon Yellow when I was very young, you know, 9, 10. And I remember I was so upset. And uh, I I just didn't want that to happen again. Now, you know, back then I didn't know. Well, the internet wasn't really a thing and digital games didn't exist, but I just remember hating it. That oh, lose, you lose, like lose, losing the cartridge. Oh, that part you hated. I thought you were like distancing yourself away from like Pokemon for the time being. No, 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 no. So no. upset. Gotcha. No, it is. Yeah. It, it does suck though. Like when you lose something like that. And yeah. I will say though, there was a time where it, it, maybe this was like my mom's fear, but she would take a Sharpie to my games and write like whose games they were. So like. <laughs> Because, you know, we were probably trading around games between different friends and uh, she she was buying the game. So it probably made sense that she's like, I don't want this to go missing. It's his. It was also expensive. Uh, and I just want people to know that this is his game, you know. <laughs> it, but so, at the same time, it, it's there's Sharpie on some of my games. <laughs> So I mean reminder, that's not that, that's like not the, uncommon though. Like I've seen where it says like you know little Johnny's game or something. Yeah, on a cart that yeah. that uh made me think of a comment that I got on my my video that I made on my personal channel. Uh, Timeline Gaming. He he had mentioned that he misses the days where you would buy uh you know a Nintendo DS game or a or a GBA game and there would be save files on there. Especially for Pokemon where like you, you get to see what kind of Pokemon the previous owner had. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that used that, that was pretty cool. But now everything's tied to the consoles and that will never Mm. happen again. God, that's so like, I I kind of forgot about that, but it's like peeking into this person's life or, or seeing like, because they also would probably like nickname their Pokemon, so you get to see like what they were naming but. them. Maybe they they were tied to yeah. It was butt or <laughs> <laughs> or I don't know. But like, it's just cool to see somebody else play a game, and and you kind of get to like live through that memory. I guess even if you didn't know them. It's like you, you kind of are, are meeting them through their progress. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's yeah, deep. T- we get deep on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> totally forgot about that. I think that. last episode I said that, you know, we don't really own anything. We're just renting it now. You know, yeah. we're living vicariously through previous save files. Well, we used to. But now we don't even do that anymore. <laughs> we don't even care to, like, live through other people. We're just so... You're bumming like me out, into, man. You're bumming me into out. Into ourselves. I'm just saying. What you you're bumming me out. We started this podcast with the apocalypse happening and everybody's <laughs> dead. I'm bumming you out. Yeah. All right. Well, Clockworth Clone. I should also mention that these comments we might have already talked about 
exactly what we've already said in this episode. Whatever. Uh, but yeah. Clockwork Clone said, I enjoyed the first episode of Communication Error Podcast. Thank you. Uh, looking forward to the next ones. I think if you get joy from looking at the cases, then going physical is a no-brainer. If not, then digital is immediately the more convenient option. There is... Um, maybe we kind of touched on he it. He didn't finish like his the, comment. Or did you want to... Uh Oh, oh. Yep, I did not finish. You're right. <laughs> I do fear the leverage that companies hope to gain from an all-digital future, but as it exists now, I think it is fine. This is why I'm mostly physical with the Switch releases I really care about, but mostly digital on PS5 and Xbox Series X. I don't get the same joy from those games on my shelf. I want to add some context. Okay. Um, because I've talked to Clockworth Clone and about this, yeah, yeah. You about like? This. Did you reach out to him? No, 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 no. I just, he, oh. there was there was more after this comment. There was a little bit more. So apparently, he has like twelve games, twelve physical games, like in, on display. But then oh, the I rest, s- I saw the this. rest yeah. are in his closet. So. Take that for what it's worth. The way that they were displayed, too, and this is all just... I think he did that. I think that he just took that picture. Just for fun? Or, like... Yeah. You, okay, so it's not serious. I don't think so. Well, I guess we'll, we'll have, have to ask, to ask him. <laughs> no disrespect, but we are very curious. Uh, for those that are wondering what the picture was, it was just... I mean, it's the way that Johnny would like them. The the cases yeah. showing the uh, the front and the artwork, uh, but it was like laid out on a, a table. I I don't yeah I, I think that, I don't it. think that's how he actually has them. But now I need to know. You're right because maybe so Mitchell, it is. if you're I mean Clockworth Cone, if you're listening to this, please tell us. Is that how you, do you just have them on your table? <laughs> <laughs> just all like kind of stacked together but just it was like an open face sandwich is what i was looking at yeah it was very yeah. dynamic and like if that's your thing that's very unique and you should just own it i don't think anybody else is doing that but maybe <laughs> maybe it's a new trend um i would say also with this comment because it's, it's something that like i think i may have talked about last week it is there is some kind of joy that you get from certain games and just seeing that the the case and i know like for you you don't get it because you just don't want to see the the case anyway you don't get it you don't get it man and you never will uh yeah something about like the ip that is special to you it it's like you're bringing home a friend, you know, like, let's just like, it's toy story. You know, you have a, you have a connection to this thing and you get to like, look at it because it's just, it's physically there. So what do, you, what do you do just, with it? Oh, I just look at it. No, man. I like, I take it to the movies. <laughs> I'll put it in the car, make sure that it's, it's seatbelt is buckled and, and, uh, 
Sometimes we have a picnic. You don't know what I do with my my games. I need I need pictures now. I okay, fine. You think I'm lying? <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll show you. Um, next comment, Johnny. All right, so Crux57 says, One terrible thing about digital I just discovered is the difficulty of moving your SD card from your old Switch to the new one. Do I have to buy another SD card? So, I know this pain very well. This is the one thing that annoys me about the Nintendo Switch, which I understand it's for, like, anti-piracy stuff, but you can't just move one SD card with all your games that you already downloaded to another SD to another Switch, like I just got you know I just got the Zelda Switch. Um, I couldn't just put my old SD card into the new Switch, and then all the games are there because it has to reformat and it deletes all the games. So unfortunately, uh, it's it's super annoying. But you you could just delete everything and then uh, re-download it. You will lose your screenshots though, so. Yeah, that's uh, it's a huge bummer. I had a friend who just bought the Tears of the Kingdom OLED Switch as well, and he's a huge Pokemon fan. And uh, just because he was excited to play his his new OLED, he took the SD card out and put it in the new Switch, and everything downloaded fine through cloud saves, except for Pokemon because there are no cloud saves. And you know, you can get the save. What do you mean? You could get the save. Does he still have get- his does he still have his old switch? Uh yeah. Just manually transfer it. But I don't think I don't know. I'll have to talk to him again because it sounded like he couldn't even get Pokemon on his original switch because it was on the SD card. And That's then not he- how it works. All right. Well, I don't know. I'll, so, I'll have him talk so the, to you. Here, I'll, I'll walk you. I'll walk you through it real quick. The okay. way it works is as long as you have the other switch and you didn't factory reset it. If if he factory reset it, then he's out of luck probably. But if you have the other switch, all you have to do is go to the transfer saves to another console. Choose the Pokemon save. Make sure both switches are like right next to each other. Have one receive and one send. It's all. It's easy. Did you not watch my video? That's no, one of the options. Any, That's one. Why of the, would I watch the stuff that you put out? I I tried to tell you. you didn't answer my DM. I told you. <laughs> like he could get the saves. Yeah. No. I. Uh, I didn't care. Uh, but I mean, I do care to help out my friend. I just if anybody <laughs> else has the advice, um, you know, you can DM me. Um, Nightcrawler724, who you probably know as Crawler from the Nintendo Powercast, said, I have moved mostly digital on both Xbox and PlayStation. It makes it easy across the generation upgrade and physical doesn't save me any space on my hard drive. Switch, I'm mostly physical while double dipping on some titles for ease of digital game sharing on the kids switch internet infrastructure needs to improve and storage and digital compression needs to get better. Jedi survivor is like 150 gigabytes that takes up so much of the available one terabyte on the internal hard drive, which isn't even the big, which isn't even that big after the OS is installed. 
Digital still has some room to grow. Preservation is a worry that you don't own your games just like we don't own our movies and they can disappear anytime on the streaming platforms. I think the future to make it easier to accept not owning your games is the Game Pass model. I think he's on like he's on the right path. Like if you're wanting to move people in the direction of digital, you have to do it in baby steps. And and we talked about it last week. It does seem like Nintendo is going in that direction and there's reasons why you should download digitally. You get uh, some points that you can use for your uh, my Nintendo rewards. Um, and uh, you also have the, the vouchers. We talked about those. So it, it seems like the next console is probably going to have a digital mo- Maybe it's not all digital, but they will have just like a digital version. Yeah. No, I, I know what you mean. Uh, to, to his point, everybody's saying preservation. <laughs> and you don't think that it's a big deal. That's, that is crazy to me. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's one of those talking points that people pretend to care about. Yeah, we'll definitely save this for for another uh, episode. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, he mentions uh, Jedi Survivor being 150 gigs. I mean, it would be 150 gigs if it was on a disc anyway, which is uh, that's the one. Uh, that's one thing about uh, PlayStation and Xbox is it doesn't matter if you get digital or physical; you're still using up all that space. It's unfortunate. Yeah. And you you seem like you were gonna say more. Are you? Oh no, no. I, for... I mean, no. And then also like the Game Pass model. I love Game Pass. Uh, I know people don't. I know there's a lot of people saying that it's just renting games and you're not. You don't actually own them. But uh, I. Game Pass is like Netflix. I think Netflix is a good example where you you have access to this big library of content and you can play whatever you want. But yeah, they could go away. But the the main like all of the main Microsoft games will stay there, and and if they just have you know a model where you could where all the games just stay there forever, which I don't know if that's possible, then yeah, why not do that? And also, I think Game Pass has like twenty five million subscribers right now or something. You said if if they'll stay there forever, but I just don't even think that that's like something that you can guarantee. Yeah, well, I think they <laughs> they guarantee the the Microsoft Studio ones will be there forever. Oh sure, well maybe. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, I like, mean, it, all right, here we go. We're gonna get deep again. <laughs> you can't okay. guarantee anything will be around forever. You know that your physical game collection could just spontaneously go up in flames. You know? Just like at random? Yeah, it's at random. Is this something I should Any- be concerned about? <laughs> Do you have a Samsung phone? I, I had one at one point. Those were exploding, weren't they? <laughs> they were, yeah. But no, I mean, any anything could happen. Nothing's guaranteed. Yeah, because I think about like the HBO Max um, shows that were for the streaming platform and now those are just gone well it's not even hbo max anymore is it it's max now it's so dumb yeah 
take you know just take HBO out of the name, the name that has like the most recognition behind it. <laughs> well, I mean, I, th- I think Max. I think that's I think that's Crawler's point that if you do something like a subscription service like like HBO Max, you won't feel as shafted when they take something away. Yeah. Like, like you're not you didn't pay for that that specific show. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, but I mean like from like a hard working developer standpoint, all the people that were part of the part of the project it they is got a paid, didn't still. they? They got paid, right? I don't actually know. I mean, that's kind of like what the writer strike is all about right now. Well, writers aren't getting paid. Yeah, and I can imagine they're striking because they're not getting paid for streaming residuals. Yeah. So yeah. I understand why they're striking, and it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. but they they did get paid. Not en- enough, but yes, you're right. They got paid something, but it just it, how would you feel if you were to like? put in all this hard work into a game that you cared about so much and it's your baby and you finally put it out there and then it's just taken down and nobody gets to experience years of, of your heart and soul that you put into the game. I mean, I guess it would depend on if I, if it was just a job for me, Hmm. like if, you know, I, I do taxes for a living. If yeah. a tax return if taxes were, went away. If, if a tax return were just not to go out or something, I, I wouldn't care. I got paid. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I mean I I think it all depends. It all depends. All right. Uh we got Mikey that said physical, though I don't mind digital. I mean that's I think kind of how I feel as well. Um Hoxtra says physical because I can trade, sell, or share my games. I also use Gamefly to play most games, so physical is my way to go. Gamefly exists still? I had no idea that Gamefly was is, still around. Is it rental? Is it? is it still, is it like it was? Like you pay, I don't know what it is, a month, but you get like one or two games at a time? I, yeah, because it was like the Netflix model, right? Where they yeah. were sending you DVDs through the mail, which they just announced they're not doing anymore. And I was like, they were still doing that? Who still so, has that plan? Yeah, but they yeah, don't yeah, anymore. When, when I saw, uh, you know, somebody mentioned Gamefly, I'm like, what? Gamefly mm-hmm. still exists? I yeah, remember those commercials. I'm, yeah, on uh, G4. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I never... Did you ever, like, get games from gamefly no no i I, seem like a good model i mean it's 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 it's, like you said it's a netflix model so it's like the the game it's the game pass before game pass yeah yeah i know you Um, can buy i know you can buy games from it oh i didn't know that is that like through uh a subscription service like through digital like a digital service? No, it's like you could buy a physical game. I think oh. they're like, you know, used copies or whatever. Oh, okay, okay. Huh. 
Yeah, I might have to do some more research on Gamefly and like how they've been able to stick around for so long and where they must have. They must is... have. Where's they their advertising? Yeah, I don't know. That's crazy. Um, and then Shy Guy had a um, a couple of like images that they made into notes, um, which I can read if you want. Because I don't know if do you have those pulled up. I do not have those pulled up. All right, so Shy Guy said, for me, convenience is key. With digital, I can carry a huge portion of my library with me on Switch. I can have the game loaded on my Lite and OLED at the same time. A nice bonus is gold coins are given at a 5% rate for digital on the Switch eShop versus 1% for physical. eShop cards are easily uh, are easily had for 10% off. Many indies are digital only, and those that get a physical release are significantly more expensive with much later release dates. My issue with physical games on Switch and having kids and their friends slash cousins over is how easily lost those cartridges are. We've lost over $300 in games over the years. I've lost $0 in digital games so far. Nearly any physical game isn't truly physical these days. There are still patches and updates needed on PS5 and Xbox, and the disc is just a key anyway. Uh, Is a functional physical collection even possible these days? In defense of physical gaming, uh, in, in defense of physical, game sharing is much easier. You can resell physical games you are finished with. Physical allows for renting Gamefly and <laughs> borrowing. Gamefly too? Yeah, it's Gamefly in parentheses. And borrowing from libraries. I understand wanting access to your games forever, but if 10 years from now, my biggest problem is that I can't play an old video game, then I'm doing pretty good. (laughs) Being able to game for a hobby is a massive luxury anyway. Very true. Uh, Truly, coexist is best. Keep giving consumers choices. There is no one-size-fits-all here. Instead of digital or physical, how about digital and physical. That's, I think that was that the was best way to end community patch notes. Uh, because, yeah, give give people what they want. And yeah. uh, as far as uh, renting on Gamefly, again, we're going to have to... <laughs> is Gamefly worth it? We'll, we'll do like a, a, an episode on that. I have, uh, I, have a, I, have a pulled, I have a pulled up. I don't even know how to sign up for this. <laughs> Are you gonna sign up for it? No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just seeing. Let's see, but yeah, yeah, now, yeah, now, I'm, now I'm intrigued. The uh, uh, gaming is a massive luxury. It's so true, and oh, like yeah. I, I do think about it a lot. Like people are talking about, like, is Tears of the Kingdom a seventy dollars game? Um, I don't know. I think video games should cost a lot more. Not that I want them to, but just with everything that is being put into gaming and, and the, the development of gaming, it should be a lot more than what we're paying. Cause it's a, it's a, it's an art form. It's a piece of art. And yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, give more money to the multi-billion dollar corporations. And <laughs> groceries aren't eggs. Aren't, 10 bucks a car. No, I'm whatever. not saying that I I'm not saying that I want them. <laughs> if if the be... money went directly to the developers, I could see it. But yeah. it's going to these yeah, you know, 
multi-billion dollar parent companies. Yeah. That's, you know, one of the things I'm really excited about this podcast is I have a lot to learn. (laughs) I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to prove myself and say like, oh yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about because there's probably some things that I don't, but I think there's always room to grow and you shouldn't be afraid to learn something new or ask questions or, you know, like that's how we actually do come together. And maybe there won't be so many arguments online and what so many communication errors. Oh my God. Oh, there it is. Ding, ding, ding. We'll get it. This is episode two. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I think, you know, hopefully if there's anything that you can take away from this podcast, this episode, it's just be curious and ask questions and see be curious, where other people not jo- not judgmental. It's Ted Lasso. Oh, there you go. There you go. Believe also <laughs> Ted Lasso. <laughs> Johnny, do you have any closing statements? No, this is really fun. I I'm excited that we decided to uh, get the community involved and we're going to do this uh, hopefully for every topic. Uh, did we d- decide what our next topic will be? I don't know if we did. We have, we have a list though, so we can go through them and yeah. choose which one, but yeah, it'll be a surprise. Come back, see <laughs> what the episode is. Subscribe, like comment, review, look for the discord eventually. And the Patreon. And the Patreon. If and there's things that you want to see in Patreon, let us know. Yes. Uh, like different different tiers. Um, this was our first episode of Community Patch Notes. And I think, you know, we still have things that we need to work on to to make it better. But at the same time, I'm I'm so happy to be doing this podcast, even if it is with Johnny. Evo. Uh <laughs> It's it's gonna be a fun journey. Yeah, no, this is a good one. I think it was a good start, and uh, I'm ready for the next one. Next, oh, next week will be a day late. So sorry. Well, not sorry. Blame cheesy. Be a day late. I thought we were recording on Tuesday. Well, yeah. We'll talk about it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening, everyone. If you want to see. Uh, something different with community patch notes or you you have ideas for community patch notes just to get the community more involved let us know peace out <laughs>